Welcome to the Cultivate Network Podcast, where we're digging in, digging in on Christian living, leadership, and church planning. Here are your hosts, Jamie Couch and Anthony Waters. So as we welcome in the new year, so long 2022, hello 2023. Are you excited for 2023? I'm excited. Are you? What's the most exciting thing for 2023 that you're looking forward to? For me, it's the thing, the road ahead. There's a lot of things going to happen this year. A whole lot of new avenues that the Lord's going to have us going down. And I'm excited <clears throat> And I know I've got to get myself out of the way, as I said last night. I've got to get myself out of the way and focus on God. So I'm excited for the road ahead, what God has in store. What are you most excited for? I would say the same, Anthony. Yeah. Um, I, I'm excited that going into a year of challenges with yeah. a, a the perspective. I feel like I've, grow, I've grown a lot in the year of 2022 yeah. with my perspective on life and challenges and hardship. So 2023, I expect some hard stuff. Yeah. But I think the perspective that I'm bringing into 23 will help. And so I'm excited. Um, That's excited pretty cool. To, excited to face some of the challenges ahead. I like it. I think it's awesome. Well, for all those listening, we pray that 2023 is a year of blessings for each and every one of you and that the Lord moves in a mighty way on your behalf. And as we dive in to the start of the new year, well, there's many exciting podcasts that we're going to have coming up this year. I think the new sermon series that we're getting ready to start, I think that that ties over into the podcast. Sure. And I think that's really exciting. Yep. Should we give a caveat to what it is? Just a little bit. Yeah. Lay in on it there. Just just a caveat, just a little tiny bit of what's, a, of what's ahead, especially the first set of series, the first series that we're diving into, which is exciting. If you have 30 days to live, mm. how would you live your life? <laughs> what a way to start the year. If you have 30 days to live, Man. how would you live your life differently? So that's a sermon series that we're going to be kicking off. And I definitely believe that that ties over into our podcast. I'd say that's going to be start being cut here in the next few weeks. So I'm excited about that. And as we dive into this year and as we look back and as we look forward, uh, we had a great conversation just a couple days ago about a topic for today's podcast. And I looked at you and, you know, when you think of the new year for me, one of the things I always think of is the word new, something new, something fresh, you know, and my mind went into the scripture. And as me and you talked about just the other night, Revelation 21 verse five so the leading up to this, this is John. He saw the new heaven, the new earth. For the first heaven, the first earth were passed away. There was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. 
And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And then we get to verse 5, and this is where it's getting ready to come to you with one of the most pointed questions of 2023 right off the bat. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. So, my question to you today, my brother, (laughs) welcome to 2023. What does it mean when we hear the words of the Lord as he speaks and says this, Behold, I make all things new. First, let me say, Anthony, it's, he's probably, um, he's definitely not saying a new year, a new you. <laughs> he's definitely not no, saying so. that as this year transpires, as the calendar turns over to a new year, there's going to magically be a new you. That is not what Jesus <laughs> is saying in the scripture. So you're saying at midnight last night, there wasn't a magical, there wasn't some magical wasn't event happened. A switch that flipped in the heavenlies that, oh, wow. that gave me a reset on life. No, <laughs> well, you but just I, shattered, you shattered my new year. <laughs> 2023 <laughs> is destroyed. Just like that. It is, it is just savagely taken from you. So your, hope, your hope is diminished. So sad. Well, so diving into this question, Anthony, and it's a, it, it is a powerful question. What does he mean when he says all things new? Yeah. Um, I don't know that I nor any other theologian could probably <laughs> open that up in the way that it probably should be. Yeah. Because um, it is a eye hasn't seen and ear hasn't heard and neither has it entered into the heart of man what he has prepared for us. But it can be revealed to us through the Holy Spirit. And and so first thing I do when I when I hear that question is I go to my blue letter Bible. Yep. I go to the interlinear concordance, the, the Greek or Hebrew lexicon for the original context of the language to understand the etymology of the word. <clears throat> so I want to kick off with the word new. And and if I if I open this up, here's the words that come up in the interlinear concordance in the um in the Greek lexicon. A new kind, unprecedented, novel, uncommon, unheard of. Let me read on down because there were some things that just <clears throat> all things new, previously non-existent, previously non-existent, to begin to be far different from they were before. In other words, here was unprecedented, uncommon, and unheard of. So the answer to that question is that everything that we know as it exists today will be made new and better through and by the word and the revelation of Jesus Christ. Everything, every capacity, every, every, every bit of reality that we think we know and understand today will be, will be revolutionized by the power of his newness. So it's unheard of. It's uncommon. It's not been seen by man. It's not been heard by man yet. So all things will be made new, not by a calendar, not by a transition from one year to the next or or a resolution, but the revelation of Jesus brings everything new. How amazing is that? And what hope that that gives us as children of God 
to know that he's making all things new. I love what 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. I think, when I think of that, I think of the difference between the old man and the new man. Mm. You know, the old man was driven by the things of the world, and everything about the world drove drove the old man. His conscience was seared with a hot iron. And when Christ came in, he made all things new. I became a new creature in him, and the old man died, and this new man was born. And I crucified with Christ all the works of that old man. And now I am raised new in him by the blood of the lamb that was applied upon my heart and upon my life. Now all the old things have gone away, and behold, he's made all things new. My outlook's different. My viewpoint's different. Right. My path is different. Yep. He truly made all things new in a moment of time. And here's what's really cool is when Christ died on the cross, how all things became new. Right. At that moment of time, truly all things became new. But with the new heaven and the new earth, all things will become new again. Mm. Oh, it's so wow. wild. And I love, I love the interlinear of this. It's unheard of. Mm. It's going to be unprecedented. It's unheard of. I hath not seen, ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of, the man, of man. The things that the Lord has in store for us. That gives me hope in a new year. Right. That gives me hope in this new creature that I became. The old man didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. He didn't understand what it meant to, from the old to the new. But to be this new creature for Christ and to see the newness of life that comes forward, I'm excited. Yes. I'm excited. You know, Anthony, when, as you talk, my mind goes to the garden mm. and the perfection that was in the garden mm-hmm. previous to the sin that entered into the world, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. And then the new creation of God, the the resetting of, of all things, all things new, is 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 creating that that state of perfection yeah in 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 the new heaven and the new earth and so i i get so excited thinking about the um the eternity that we are promised mm. through the blood of christ and and the, ultimately to get to look upon his face and know him yeah. and, and at, at, the, at the being in his presence right to lay eyes on the father to embrace our savior and to fellowship with the, 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 the men and the women and that we've read about in the stories and the Word of God, but to explore this new earth. To, because think about it. He, a new heaven and a new earth, there's going to be an earth that we're going to be able to maneuver around in, to walk in, to live in, to, <laughs> to exist in. And it is, if he created this world, and I've been to some pretty, pretty beautiful places, Montana, uh, the beaches and the sands and the waters and the, and the, just the beauty that we've seen in this world. What is this, this new, new creation, the unprecedented, the unheard of revelation of God's glory. He's going to show off in this new thing, this new world he's creating. I promise promise you and and he's, he's he's going to make all things all things all things new <clears throat> I, I love how you pulled that out if we look at the creation that we're on right now what god has done 
man, we've seen some beautiful things. You know, God has truly made some beautiful, beautiful things. You spoke of Montana. Gorgeous. And when you go, it's breathtaking. Mm-hmm. When you take that picture and you capture that moment of time, it's breathtaking. You know, and you see these things and these beautiful sights, the beautiful scenery that the Lord has created now. And we, and I can imagine some pretty beautiful things, you know, but then you go back and all things are going to be made new and unprecedented and unheard of. And that goes back to, I have not seen ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man. I mean, I come back to that again. We can't even begin to imagine what this is going to be like. Right. But we've seen some beautiful stuff, but it ain't even going, it's not even going to be close. Mm-hmm. There's no comparison mm-hmm. to what God has in store for us. That's a hard concept to grasp. Right. That's tough. And, and okay, let's, let's tie this in. Let's tie this, this new creation, right? Because you went, you went to Revelation. Mm. Now, the facts are we're living right now in a fallen world. Yes. In a world that sin has dominated and, and, and by and large part uh, has, has, has just overtaken this world. Yeah. There is a, there is a, a, there's, a, there's a people of God. There is a, a redeemed, redeemed uh, uh, populace in this world that have been bought, purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we still live even though that we are born again, even though that we have been changed, even though that our souls have been saved and our, 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 our lives under the blood, we're still living in this former state. So, and Paul wrote about this quite often when he would say, I'm going to straight betwixt two. It's yeah. better that I go, but it, yeah. I must need stay for you. That's right. And, and he, and John even wrote about it when he said, even so come now, Lord Jesus. That's right. They, they were craving mm. the perfection yep. that, that God was going to give them in, in the, in the everlasting. Yet they knew that they still had to live in this imperfect world. Right. Yeah. So, so the Lord in, in, in the scripture teaches us that, um, that we will be made new creatures in Christ Jesus so that, so that all things are not made new yet. All things as in the earth, the, the challenges, the sin that dominates the world today, the evil that is in the world today, it, it, it is not extinguished yet, yet, but we, we have been. Yeah. And so we have been, made new our souls have been made new we're new creatures yeah so that makes us foreigners in this land we are citizens of another country we're aliens in in this world we're we're matter of fact we're illegal aliens in this world the world hates the joy the peace and and the love that that his followers that we his followers his disciples exhibit and live by because we've been made new, but we still live in an imperfect, not made new world. That's right. But I long, I long for the place. Yep. So we seek for a city to come whose Whose builder and maker is God. But here's the good news about it is that the invitation is out there for all. The invitation goes forth. You spoke of it in Revelation 22, right off the bat, verse 17, and the spirit and the bride say, come and let him that heareth say, come, and let him that is a thirst come. And there is the best part of it all. <laughs> Here's the best part of it all. And whosoever will, 
Mm. Let him take the water of life freely. That water of life, that acceptance, that encounter with God, with Jesus to come into your life to cover this multitude of sin by the blood that was shed on the cross over 2,000 years ago on Golgotha's hill. That same blood setting us free so we can be new creatures and we get to enjoy this time and this moment that all things are made new. So in this world oh. that we live in, in the imperfection, in the, the struggle, in the trial, in yep. the, the, the evil yep. that surrounds us, yeah. we're connected. We're connected to a world, to a father that is perfect in all ways. Didn't the apostle Paul agree with you in that? As he said, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time aren't Not even worthy, worthy to be compared. Can't even compare. So how? <laughs> how, oh my goodness. how did Paul? You, you mentioned we mentioned Paul three times. Now. Yeah. Okay, let's let's go. Yeah. Let's go with that. Go. How did Paul? <laughs> how did Paul? And, and he wrote about it. He said, "There's a peace of God that passeth all, all understanding. understanding." That's right. And the, the, how do we obtain that? Mm. How do we obtain the joy that is unspeakable and full of glory? How do we obtain oh. the peace of God that passes all understanding? How do we get that in our human capacity? It is impossible because right. we, our flesh is a part of the fallen world. That's right. But our spirit has been resurrected, right? Okay, so think about this. Jesus gave a parable. And I'm going to Jesus. I'm going to back, go back to Paul. Mm. Jesus gave a parable, and he said, he was talking about a, a a man and his sons, and he had two sons. And one one son said, "Give me, give me everything, yeah. give me everything. I'm just yeah. going to leave. Give me my inheritance." And he went and he spent the inheritance, and he wasted the money. And he was coming back home, and the father was watching as the son was coming back home. He waited and waited and was watching for him. And he came back home one day, and and the father was rejoicing with the neighbors in the neighborhood and screaming and yelling and just just rejoicing with joy. But and he said. This is my son who was dead and now liveth. And so the, the, the fact is, is that our soul, but we, we were born as sons of Adam into a fallen state. Yeah. We were born. You don't got to teach kids how to, how to be selfish. Not at all. You don't got to teach kids how to uh, be, uh, how to disobey. Or how to lie. Or how to lie. That's right. They just do it naturally. Why? They're sons and daughters of Adam. That's right. They have a sin nature tied to them. Yep. That must be extinguished. And the only way it can be extinguished is through the resurrection of life. Yep. So the, the soul is redeemed. The flesh is still a part of the fallen world. Yeah. There's coming a day that all we're going to make all things new. Yeah. Christ is going to make all things That's new. Right, and we're going is. to be changed in a moment and a twinkle of an eye. Mm -hmm. And then the, the flesh will become like the spirit, mm -hmm. redeemed, purchased, and made new. Yep. But until then, our flesh is still tainted. We yep. still get sick. We still suffer. We still get mad. We still get upset. We still lust. We still have issues of sin because we are flesh, yep. but our spirit rises up in us because our spirit has been resurrected. We live now where we were one time dead. Paul said, I was one time dead in the trespasses of my sin, but now I live. So now back to Paul. See it tied all the way back to Paul. <laughs> how did Paul, how did Paul have joy when he was beat to his death almost, put into an inner part of a prison with no access to light, food, or anything else, had human feces all around him, tied up to a wall, chained to a wall, hands and feet. How? How did he have joy? How did he sing? 
Who thinks of singing amidst suffering? Paul no. did. Yep. Because he knew about the joy that passes all understanding or the, the peace. Okay. Paul, same dude, same dude on a boat, sinking ship. <laughs> everything's going crazy. Yep. And Paul is praying. And Paul is, is says, hey, it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be fine. This. The Lord's already you know, revealed to the me. The Lord's already revealed to me. It's going to be <laughs> fine. So how, how could this guy, okay, the ship crashed. Yep. They get on the shore. Paul's still, he's, he's got a positive outlook. That's right. This is fine. We're fine. Let's build a fire. Mm-hmm. Let's get warm. A snake bites him on the arm. <laughs> a, a venomous snake that should have killed him by all rights within minutes. That's right. Paul walks over to the fire with peace. Shakes it off. He didn't freak out. No. It was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. No. Uh-huh. Paul walked over calmly to the fire, shook it off in the fire, and continued to go get wood. And it did not. No, it didn't hurt him. Man, so no. so in the flesh, when the enemy comes at us that way, it interrupts our whole day. It interrupts our whole cycle. Our whole we're freaked out the whole day. Paul, it didn't even change him for a moment of time. He yeah. shook it off in the fire. Why? Because he had connection to a country whose builder and maker was God. He had connection to a father that was not of this world. I said a lot. Go. I, I got really nothing else to say. <laughs> you think you said it all. You, 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 you said so much there that there's, there's so much that you could pull from that. But at the end of it all, you talked about having joy in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the tribulation, midst of the trial, in the hurricane of life. Yeah. In a hurricane just in general, what is there in the center of it? There's an eye of peace. Yeah. Or there's nothing. The sun literally will shine through the eye of it. And as children of God, that's where we have to be. When everything's falling apart, the hurricane of life is all around us. Our center is still at God. And we have to be pointed toward him. Hmm. I mean, you can look and some of these eyes that come in for a hurricane may be 25 miles wide. And it's peace. It's peace. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. That's exciting. That's where Paul lived. Yep. Paul lived there. So what you're saying is the condition around us doesn't doesn't impact or change the position within us. That's right. The posture of worship. That's right. It doesn't so that so I, our 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 posture of worship to the King of Kings isn't conditional. No. To the to the situation, not right? at all. It can't be. Yeah. It can't be. You can't. You can't say, "Well, Lord, I'm only going to do this if you're blessing me," because that's not what it's about. Yeah. But I mean, that's where society wants it to sure, be. Sure, We want to live in that, but that's not true mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. We rejoice in the storms because we know there's one greater right. that brings us through the storm. And, I, and sometimes the storm rages for a long time, but God's still greater, right. and He's still God, and He's still in control. So we cleave and we hold to Him. Yeah, in the prison. Yeah, he had no choice but to sing. He didn't have no choice because he had a joy inside of him that was bubbling up. It, hey, to live is Christ, to die is gain. The Paul was sitting there saying, man, this may be it. Oh, my goodness, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I may be getting ready to go home. Oh, my goodness. I've got. You can just feel the joy boiling up inside of you. i got to sing. I'm so excited. Oh, my goodness. You yeah. remember the old, it's yeah. a worldly yeah. song, but I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. Yeah. That was Paul. Oh, yeah. He's like, man, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. And then the Lord moved. The bars opened. The chains fall off. Singing, happiness, joy in the midst of it all. 
That's your God. That's another way that he makes all things new. Yep. When you were in your old state, that didn't exist. Yep. You you love to self-loathe mm-hmm. in that in that in that mess you were in. You love to just sit in it and hold on to it. But now that all things are new, you're like ha. <laughs> and Paul said that even. He said that we are transformed by yes. the renewing Newing. of our mind. That's right. So you dig into that scripture. Oh. What what he's saying is is that the, the way you used to think about life. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to change that. It shifted. That's I'm right. going to change everything about the way you view life mm-hmm. now. And so the way that you view your family is different. Yep. The way that you view your food is different. Yes. The way that you view your work is different. Yes. The way that you view your trials, your tribulation, yeah, it's different. You know. It changes everything. It does. And I, I tell you, one of the purest forms that you can see this in is if you ever deal with somebody that's in addiction recovery <clears throat> and they're coming through it yeah. and they're coming out on the other side of it, one thing that happens is they start looking back at their family. And if their family was taken from them, they want that back. Yeah. And it, notice the shift. When they had it, they squandered it because that was the old man. Yeah. But the new man comes in that's alive in Christ. Mm. And I, I truly believe with all my heart, the only true road to recovery is through Christ. Christ. That's the only way that it can change. But when Christ comes in, you now cleave. Like you said, the relationship's different. You see it different. Your eyes are open. The scales of life have fallen off. The haze that you were living in, because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. In sin, you're in a haze. That's what it is. It's like you're in a smoke-filled room of a haze, and you're just going blindly through it. But the blinders of life fall off. The scales fall off. What happened to Paul after he was struck down at the road to Damascus? He went, Ananias ministered to him. The Bible says that scales literally fell off. It was like a new birth. New. Once again, new. Mm -hmm. He had new eyesight. He had a new viewpoint. He had a new way, which was a living way. All things had passed away. All things had became new. new. So, guys, to sum this all up, just because the calendar changed doesn't make anything <laughs> new. Oh, my heart. Nothing. <laughs> and there's another podcast we'll cover this, but um, nothing changes. Nothing changes until my daily habits change. Nothing. Ooh. Nothing changes. Ouch. And let me let me let me also put this over overlay that with this. But you know, I say that because Jesus said, "If if you, unless you take up the cross and follow me daily, then you're not you're not going to you know you you're not worthy to enter in." Yeah, he said that. That's right. It was offensive, but he said that. Yeah. So, but nothing changes in my life. I can get healthier. I could make more money. I could be a better person. Try to be. I could change my looks, my hair color. I could get hair implants and mm. I could color my beard and I could do all <laughs> sorts of things. I could go to the gym. I could run a mile or two. I could, you know, eat some, eat some, you know, fruit, vegetables, fruit and veggies. And, <laughs> but guess what? If my soul is not changed, if my relationship with Christ is not changed, I'm putting lipstick on a pig. I'm still dead inside. So if you want to start the change, surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Allow him to radically 
change the way you view the world around you. He will make all things new. You'll think different. You'll see things different. And then when you go to the gym, you won't do it to look good on the beach. You'll do it because you want to be healthier and you want to be a good caretaker of the temple that God's given you. And when you see your family and your coworkers, you won't see them as people that you get to use for your benefit. You will see them as people who God loves and gave his life for them. And when you see the challenges in front of you, you won't see the challenge. You'll see an opportunity. And when you see the work you've got to do in front of you, you won't see it as a, a burdensome task. You'll see it as an opportunity to give God glory because everything that your hand finds to do, you'll do it heartily as unto the Lord. He changes everything about how you view life. So you want to start change. You want to start change. Start with your heart. Start with Christ. He can change everything. Amen. Happy New Year. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Cultivate Network podcast. Until next time, keep cultivating.